If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. How to create your own personal aha moment. Hi, friends. Welcome to Someone Gets Me. I'm Diane Allen, of course, and I'm today going to talk about creating your own aha moment. It's a fun conversation. So get ready. You may want to get a pen out and take some notes. So I am really a creative person and I have a lot of intuition. And when my intuition's on and the creativity is flowing, time seems to stand still and I wrote a book in a weekend one time, and I've done all these different creative things that just come through me. But then there's other times where it's kind of like a drought, like there really are no ahas and no insights and no amazing inspiration, at least on the surface, right? And so I've been asked, well, how do I create an aha moment? I've had people ask me, how they can do that in their own professional careers. I work with a lot of musicians and scientists and people who need creativity and want to keep the creative flow going and keep their inspiration alive and their intuition alive. And like everything, it waxes and wanes. It's like a sine wave. So there's days when we're on and the flow is amazing and days where not so much. And some days where it feels like an outright drought. So I want to talk today about how you can set the stage, shift some energy, get some action going in order to create your own aha moment, your own inspired idea, your own awakening to maybe a a direction or an avenue. I teach this to some of the um, creatives I work with, the authors and musicians and things like that, because sometimes it's like, I got part of it, but I can't get the rest of it. So here is how you do it. I always think about my hero, Figment. Figment of your imagination. In fact, he's sitting right here on my desk. There he is, Figment. In case you haven't met Figment, Figment is the dragon from the land of imagination at Epcot in Disney World in Florida. And Figment has a song that talks about that one little spark can create an imagination and bring about something amazing. Because there's always more than your eyes can see, more than your ears can hear. There's always more. It's about expanding and letting that little spark just come right on through. So we're going to talk about a way to kind of create it for ourselves or at least get the juices flowing so that it can show up. And the first thing is to explore things. Be willing to ask questions. Be willing to gain knowledge and information. Be willing to analytically assess things, use your critical thinking, be willing to use your visionary skills and see something bigger than you or 
imagine if you if the idea or imagine if whatever you're pondering could expand bigger than you think what would that feel like remember humans make our decisions from how we feel more than what we think so by looking at something analytically and getting information exploring and getting understanding and information that gives permission for the visionary part of you, that part of you that looks beyond, that can see the bigger picture, to also have a say in what's happening and help awaken that. So they kind of work together in this beautiful marriage. I think it's an error when people say we're all one or all the other. Well, I'm only I'm only analytical or I'm only a visionary, you know, and visionaries who are really profoundly visionary often get looked at goofy by others who are very precise. I think it's both. I think we have the ability to do both. And I think our each individual human expression is all about how do I balance those things? How do I marry these parts of me to have the most fulfilling, amazing life ever? And that's what a lot of the work is with my clients. Like all my clients that I work with are all very successful and they're gifted and they're talented and they do amazing things. And the piece that it needs honing, if you would like, you know, and rectifying is how do we bring all those pieces together for that particular person's greater good along with their family and, of course, our community. And so sometimes we get so stuck in one side or the other that we're lopsided. And it's really helpful to have a mentor help shine the light of truth on things and help us strengthen other muscles so that our world can come together for something amazing. So this first exploration part of creating your own aha moment is not just simply being exposed to different things. It is about having intention about it. It's about focusing on, all right, I'm going to go deep diving on this and I'm going to research this or I'm going to learn about this with the intention of using it for something, whatever your project is whether you're writing a song or whether you're creating a science experiment or you want to have something really cool happen in your business or you're like one of those analyst people and you need to have inspiration for how to expand. The key is the intention. And what is it that you're setting up? Just learning things, just for haphazard learning things, it's, it's good. That's not where you're going to get the meat. The meat is going to be in what's my intention, the reasoning behind why I'm learning what I'm learning. The understanding that when I set the intention to gain X, Y, Z from this thing, then we will learn more. Like one of the things I love to do is read science literature. I love neuroscience. I love science literature. Um, if neuroscience would have been a degree way back when I was getting my degree, I probably would have gotten it in that. So I love learning. But my intent, my intention when I'm learning a lot of these neat things is one, number one, to help myself and my clients. How does this, I'm always asking, how does this relate to any one of my clients or all of them? How does this relate to me? How can I use this information for our own, all of our benefit? So there's an intention behind what I'm exploring and what I'm looking for. It's not simply just exposure to the idea. So that's important in creating your own aha moment is having an intention that leads you down the path or is aligned with where you're headed. The next step I kind of think about is focusing and realizing that creativity is linked to expertise and time. Um, and the more we have novel situations, new things for ourselves, 
And the more we use different kinds of strategies, just in our thinking and our daily actions and our words and our syntax, all of it, then we begin to bring a focus to the things that are important. The more you know about whatever the thing is you're trying to solve, whether it's, you know, get the song written or find out whatever, whatever this, the thing is you're working on, the more you know about it, the more you can be easily distracted, the more you can think you know more than you know, or the more you can judge yourself that you don't know enough and therefore stop yourself. So this focus is about linking ourselves to our creativity and really focusing on understanding that no matter how brilliant you are or how much you know, there's always something more. There's a blind spot in all of us. There's always something we can't see that someone else can see. One of the greatest um, gifts that I think I offer people is I can use my intuition and my ability to ask really good questions to help people see into their own blind spot in a compassionate, kind kind of manner, because we all have one. And so sometimes we don't want to see what's in that blind spot. But if we give ourselves permission to kind of turn the light on, and even if it's kind of look at it hesitantly in the safety and presence with another person, we can begin to find new solutions and make friends with, if you will, how to how to bring about whatever it is we're looking for. So it's very important that we realize that that creativity and that ability to look in is important. That's where our focus is. Then the third part, which I love, um, is what I call creative rest. Um, some people call it things like um, incubating. I hear like having incubators or whatever, but I like creative rest. So I say creative rest. And in my mind, people want to have creative rest. And that means if you overthink on a certain challenge that you're trying to solve or learn more about, and you get yourself locked up by doing too much, you miss the beauty. So I always say, ask the question, look for the information, gather things that you need, understandings, you know, and then take a break, have creative rest. But the rest is with the intention of opening up your mind. Because what your mind will do is it will continue to work on the thing, on the problem, on the challenge. It'll continue to work on it. So go for a walk, take a shower, take a nap, right? Do some drawing. You know, I have, I'm a musician I work with and he's so funny sometimes because it's, it's all about, you know, the lyrics and the song and putting it together. And does that make sense? And, and what order should it be? And always when he goes swimming or walk on the beach, you know, in that water connection way, it all comes right through because our mind is always working on the thing that we're focused on, where our intention is. It's always there. So when we're doing creative rest, or some people call it incubating, we give ourselves permission to have a change in our focus that's intentional, which opens the door for this thing, the idea, the aha moment, the inspiration to be born. So to open the door to create that aha moment, we have to be willing to get out of our own way. We have to be willing to stop trying to push or force the outcome or the process or the timing. So when we start saying, well, I've been thinking about this all day and I can't figure it out. Well, that's the problem right there. It's thinking about it all day and can't figure it out. First of all, the belief system of can't figure it out will keep it away. Second of all, you can overdo it. This is where trust in your own ability to kind of bring together 
all your previous knowledge, all the things you've just come up with, whatever you're exploring and learning now, coupled with your visionary skill and your ability to see beyond. And then allow it to just come in. And that's how it shows up. When I lived in Florida, I used to um, have this one road that I drove down to get to work every day. And it was First Avenue South in St. Petersburg, for those of you who are from that area. And it was a one-way street. And it was four lanes. And if you timed it correctly, you could go miles and miles just hitting every green light. But if you went too fast, you hit red lights. If you went too slow, you hit red lights. And then you're not hitting all the red lights. And so there was always the little game once I turned onto that road to make sure I hit the first green light and paced myself so that I would hit as many green lights as possible. And based on traffic, sometimes it was more successful than others, right? But there was this one spot that this particular block that 90% of the days I was driving to work, I had an inspired idea like, whoa, what about this? Or there's the title to that. Or add this to your book. Teach this to your people. And it was always in the same block. And I realized at, over time, because I thought that was just so weird. I'm like, well, is there, is there some kind of special energy here or what's going on? Because it was always in the same place. And I would have to work to remember it by the time I would get to work because my office was about 10, 15 minutes further on the drive from this spot. So I couldn't immediately just go right down. And I started realizing that that spot was right around 20 minutes out of my house. It was about a 30 minute ride altogether. And, and 20 minutes is, was the amount of time it takes to do enough breathing to allow all of the depths of us to come into alignment. So I'm like, wow, okay. So I left the house and now I'm driving and I'm not focused on work or, or projects or creativity because I'm driving to work. And always right around 20 minutes into the drive, these great epiphanies and these great ideas would show up and people around me would go, how do you think of these things? Where does it come from? And I'm like, well, it's creative rest and I have a gift of paying attention. And I made a decision many years to go to say yes. So one of the things you can do to help yourself have more aha moments is to, in an existential kind of out there into the universe way, say yes. My answer is yes. If I have a really great idea or I'm inspired to share something or do something, if as long as it's going to be a benefit to people, my answer is yes. Now, there may be timing adjustments depending on what it is, but my answer is always yes. And the more open I am, then the more inspired ideas I have, the more aha moments I have. And then now there becomes that flow. There becomes that rhythm that's reliable. So give yourself time to have creative rest and to let things kind of incubate and marry in there and know that it's going to show up. It may not show up when you think. In fact, it hardly ever does. And sometimes it comes from sources in ways you're not thinking. I've had many answers to my little thoughts and things I was working on come through other people's mouths and they didn't even know that's what they were talking about, something totally different topic-wise, but what they said applied. So you never know how the messenger is going to get the message to you for this aha moment. The fourth thing you want to do is give yourself permission to trust the inspiration, trust the insight, trust the message that comes in. So it requires kind of like 
Um, in sailboat racing, we call it a loose cover. Loosely having a paradigm, a way to massage everything without having to be so constricted and tight and forced. Allowing ourselves to see the greater expanse, pay attention, be open, and understand that there might be concepts that come through in these ideas that we don't understand yet, or skill that we may think we need in order to do it that we don't have yet. And there's all of these different things. So it gives us permission once we start getting the inspiration to decide what kind of connections we need. Are they connections of ideas and beliefs and content? Is it connections with people? Is it interconnection? What, how is this going to work? Now, often there will be like kind of distant concepts start popping in. Like, I thought I was working on this. Or what's this information? So sometimes when we did all this information comes in, the aha happens. That's this step right here where it's like, whoa, sometimes it's like hits us in the face and there's all this stuff. And sometimes I get goosebumps and I have to stop and write it all down or, or record it somehow. Other times it's a whisper. It's a really small little voice in my head that says, well, think this way. Or what about that? And sometimes the insight comes through in the middle of a conversation with ask this question, do this. And so that's where being able to see things loosely pays off. Recently, I was in a situation where I asked the person um, if they understand what they understood about being gifted and overexcitabilities. And they, they gave me a look like nothing, but it doesn't matter. Like they brushed it off and they were internally dismissive. Now I'm intuitive, so I could feel the dismissiveness, even though they kept a nice stoic face. So I already knew I was dealing in, in, with a person who would not understand or did not understand the way my particular a kind of giftedness and overexcitability shows up in the world. So part of my own aha moments during this conversation and during this engagement was to pay attention, explore the information, focus on what's going on, allow myself to let my brain rest in it all and just kind of distract and see what's going on, then the insight popped in and it came in really, really loud and clear. And I acted on the insight. Here's the funny thing. In the moment, it felt one way. Later on, it felt totally different. So sometimes our insights and our inspirations come in and we have the aha and we see it and then we trust it. And so we go with it. And always, as time unfolds, there will be multiple layers of information, of lessons, of confirmation, of verification, that you trusting your own aha process, your own inspiration process, allows you to have more and more of those moments, allows you to be more trusting, and then you find that your flow is maintained a whole lot better. Lots of times. Things show up differently than you think they're going to. I tell every person I work with, I don't care what you tell me, you want it to be. That's not it. Because you cannot see the beauty and the goodness and the, the awe and the inspiration that's coming your way if only you'd open to it. So what you can see today is a fraction of what's available to you. And so often having somebody with you in your life that's supporting that part of you like that's what I do as a mentor is I help support that part so that that person can see more and more and more and realize more and more hope and joy and fun and success in their life. 
by opening the doors and learning how to trust those things. So I do spend a lot of time teaching people how to do it and how to tell what it is, because once we learn it and we start to trust ourselves with the verify and confirm process, things change. Now, the last step um, of this kind of process, you've already had the insight now, right, is what I call um, feedback loops or follow through. Um, a feedback loop is really important. And many, many people in this culture miss the whole idea of a feedback loop. And a feedback loop is going back to square one and going, all right, is what I'm doing, what I'm seeing, how I'm feeling, is all of this information I'm getting from this aha moment, from this insight, how does it align? How does it change? How does it impact? What, what is it regarding whatever it was I was initially exploring? Are we using this high energy of the aha in our favor? I've seen a lot of people, and I've done it myself, where I have these great inspirations and, and they feel like they're urgent, like we have to do them by lunchtime or by the end of the weekend. Well, maybe it's a two-year project or a five-year project. The energy comes in so strong that we can burn up the energy in a, like a flash in the pan and then wonder why we're tired and not have gone anywhere. So part of really good discernment in a feedback loop in this follow-through process is taking that elated energy, taking that high energy and applying it to your thoughts, words, and actions in a way that serves your greater good. So if you're gifted, most likely your aha moments are taking you anywhere between 18 months to five years ahead of popular culture. That's why a lot of artists and really good musicians aren't really appreciated for their, the depth of their skill for quite some time after they bring it to the table because they're ahead of their time. So the follow-through needs to be supported by pe other people in your life, like-minded people who support you, who do not have an emotional investment in the outcome. Because if you have a family member or a good friend who is invested in the outcome, then their love for you and care for you can color things, and it may not always work in your favor. So don't get discouraged by all of the information, or maybe maybe it comes in to do whatever, some big project, and you're thinking, I can't even do that. I don't even know what it all means. It's okay. You're not going to always know what it all means. That's the point of an aha. That's the point of inspired thoughts. That's this point in an opening consciously with intention to be able to see something greater than what I thought I could see. That is how some of the really amazing creators and creative people have brought things out that even they were surprised with. It's because they're open. They're sharing with like-minded people. There's a lot of research that shows and supports collaboration. And so as a mentor, I collaborate with a lot of my clients. I support their work and I help collaborate. Like, what about this? What about that? Let's open both of our awarenesses to see what great things we can apply to your purpose, your mission, your goals. So having people in your corner who are not emotionally connected to the outcome, they're connected to your welfare, but not connected to the outcome is vital. So if somebody, if you take your great idea to somebody and they say, let me play devil's advocate, you don't want to listen to what they have to say because they are coming from a mindset of this is what's wrong with what you said. Now, if you ask for critically thought through discerning feedback, 
and that person could be in that spot with you, they could share the same words, but minus that intention. So it's the focus, it's the intention that matters. It's what sets the stage for you to have your own aha moment and then the follow through, the feedback in order to take the aha and do something with it. I've had many people I've worked with tell me about all these great aha moments you've had and all these inspired thoughts, but, and then I would say, what, what did you do with it? What did you speak? What did you, how did you act? What happened? And they just looked at me, oh, I let it go. I forgot, or I didn't know or whatever, because we're not taught. We need to be around people who know the process, who can teach us and show us the way. And then that supports our ongoing work. So we want to share with like-minded people, and we want to realize that sometimes just noting what it is or honoring what's coming through is important. So all of these stages, all of these steps, whatever, flow together, but it's not all distinct and choppy. It's It kind of all goes together because sometimes when I'm focusing on something, then I'm also exploring at the same time. And sometimes after an insight happens and I have all that energy, my aha happens, right? Then I have all this energy. I use some of it to do some exploring and focusing in order to see exactly how I want to act or do or be or speak, whatever it is. So a big example is I was writing my book that's about to come out called Someone Gets Me, How Intensely Sensitive People Can Thrive in an Insensitive World has been a long time coming because a friend of mine um, said, you should write a book for intense, sensitive people that, you know, because your experience. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And I thought about it and time went by and I started writing it and then I dropped it and I got distracted and all these different things happened. And then when I came back to the focus of it and really started looking at the ideas and how it applies to people and would it, and my question was, would this serve people? Because if it, I'm, I could write anything, but I, I really want to be of service. And so when I started re-entering all of that thing and letting it incubate and letting myself have creative rest around the ideas, the book took on its own energy, took on its own way, which was not my initial thought. My initial thought and how it turned out are similar, but certainly not the same. Because new insights happen, new awareness happen. In fact, uh, my layout artist guy, um, he, he has to be very patient because I went through the final edits of the book and I got to one chapter and I'm like, I don't like this chapter. There's more to be said. This isn't, this isn't complete enough. And I rewrote an entire chapter and asked him to insert that in the book, replace it with the other chapter. Right when we thought it was all done. I had an aha moment and the action was write what's important right now, send it to your person and go from there, which he gladly did. So there's all kinds of things to think about. So you want to have people in your corner. You want to have people who understand the process, who can support you when you're in creative rest. Creative rest is not being lazy. Even if you're laying on the couch eating bonbons, it's not lazy. If, oh, I need to take a shower, or for me, I like to go for a walk and look at flowers. It's not lazy. It's important part of your process. So I've hoped that these steps and this way of thinking supports you. Know that when you're diving into things and exploring and you're focusing with intention, that you can set yourself up to create aha moments 
rather than sitting around frustrated, waiting for them to happen. Now, sometimes they'll show up on their own. And when you look back, you'll say, yeah, I was exploring that information. I was focused and I had an intention here and boom, the solution showed up. Sometimes it's ease and grace and poise. And sometimes it takes a little bit more effort and a little bit more patience. But with all of our patients, great things can happen. So friends, I again, as I say in every episode, feel free to email me or create a discovery call, whatever. If there's something I can do or a topic you would like me to hear discussed on Someone Gets Me or a guest that you think would be really amazing for this show, please reach out and let me know what you think. Your questions, your comments, what you think are of vital importance to me on a daily basis. So thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for being in my life. And thank you for listening to Someone Gets Me. Remember to keep your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star and you're here on purpose with a purpose. So go out there and let your light shine and be the awesome, amazing, quirky, cool human that you are. The world needs you. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone Gets Me.